Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. All right, all right, all right. Not much news today. We're kind of on a on a on a WrestleMania like recovery. Almost. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of rollouts. It's a lot of debuts. It's a lot of this and that. But this week is actually pretty short. But let's get right to it with the wrestler of the pod. That we must always got to start out with the wrestler of the pod. This week we're starting out with somebody that's fairly new to most of these people that you guys might not have heard of. Um, This woman was just featured on WWE this week in a backstage segment and with AEW backstage. Um, She debuted in 2018 and she has quite a, if I don't say so myself, she has quite the resume for debuting only in 2018. Uh, we have a new Texas pro wrestling women's champion. Hey, okay. Former GCWA women's champion. Gotta love it. Reality of Wrestling's Diamond Division champion. Hello. And a PWF women's champion, Rochelle Rose. Rochelle uh, Rose. Yeah, Rochelle Rose. Uh, for a young chick, fairly new in the business, already quite a long list of accomplishments. Like I said, debuted in 2018. She's been featured on WWE already and in AW already. Mm-hmm. And just an all-around decent talent. She has a great look to her, great move set. If you haven't checked her out yet, you definitely need to check her out because I'm fairly certain sooner or later she's going to be getting a push to one of these other bigger promotions and getting her name out there even farther. All right, man. I so, support it. Wrestler to Pod this week. Rochelle Rose. One of these days we're gonna get a sound effects machine to put these claps in mm-hmm. after after all these uh wrestlers of the pod. You either gotta get that or we gotta get the bum, 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 bum. yes, we had some air horns. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely gotta get some air horns. All right, but shout out to wrestler of the pod, Rochelle Rose. Um I think we're are we ending uh AEW or we're ending WWE? How do you want to end this one? Um, I think let's switch. Let's switch it up. Let's end. Uh, let's end it on the uh, AEW page because we. I feel like we've been ending on WWE the last few. The yeah, last few the, weeks. The WrestleManias took over. Um, the endings and and the main points, but as always, AEW is is starting to get back to putting on the better shows. Yeah, we we we're starting to get over the uh the WrestleMania high. Um. So, yeah, let's end on AEW. With that being said, Duke, I think you have the indie news this week. Yeah, so not a lot of uh, indie news this week. There's just two points that I wanted to get to. Um, First of them being uh, this past week, uh, as we know, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and Guido have been going at it with Bullet Club as of late. They've had uh, Yujiro Takahashi, not Yujiro, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi mm-hmm. coming to their yeah coming to their corner, you know give them some backup. They just took out Evil. Uh, they just ran off e- um, Evil's other people, Bad Luck Fale and Yujiro Takahashi, mm-hmm. Chase Owens as well. Um, this past week, they kind of had a full circle moment with New Japan in the sense of 
they got, I don't know how to describe this. So I'm just going to do it the best way I know how, man. Tom was officially a face. Like he's officially mm-hmm. a face. This past week, they gave G.O.D. and Guido the black and red New Japan shirts. Now, it just sounds like, wait, why is he talking about a shirt? A mm-hmm. shirt is just a damn shirt. Every big face in New Japan has donned the black and red logo, even Tama Tonga at one point. Ten years ago, Tama Tonga, before he was Bullet Club, was donning the red and black logo for New Japan, which signified, all right, I'm a face. I'm one of the faces of the company. Mm-hmm. And then he completely discarded that shirt and Hiroshi Tanahashi back then to don the Bullet Club black and white. Now he has had his official full circle moment. And now he is donning the red and black again, as well as Guido and Tongaloa. And they had a great moment with it in the ring. Tanahashi presented them with the shirts again. Nice. Guido was flipping out like he was ready to go to the moon. <laughs> Tongaloa looked like he was having a struggling moment, like he didn't deserve it because he's never mm-hmm. been a face. Mm-hmm. And Tama Tonga just looked at it and was like, damn, this is, it's here. Like, I'm finally getting this again. I never thought this would happen. And now, come full circle, the bad guy is now officially the good bad guy or the bad good guy, however you want to word it. Yeah. He he's officially back to being that guy that he was before Bullet Club. It's just a it's just a somber moment for me, man. Like I love Tama as a bad guy. I really do. Mm-hmm. But now he's getting that like Deadpool, that like Deadpool-esque type of character. Like, yeah, I'm an asshole, but I'm still gonna be the good asshole. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like to me too. Um I support it. I'm glad he's on this big hill run. I hope it ends somewhere um, really well Mm -hmm. as they're starting to get all their uh, story started. Um, I hope it ends in a really good place because I I, I like Tom as a heel. I mean, I like Tom as a heel, um, but I really like, I really, I'm really, I'm really digging him as a face because I've always cheered for Tom. Yeah, like you you knew Tama was always great. It's just a matter of him getting his moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I called I, I said it in the beginning, like I damn it, why you gotta take him out of bullet club, man. I, w- I was I was against it, but now I'm not really against it. It's it's come to show me that New Japan and their writing team mm-hmm. is probably they just might be the best writing team out there. They That's might big. be. They That's they big. might be. I mean, WWE's writing team we know ain't the greatest. Mm-hmm. A AEW, they have a good writing team, but sometimes, you know, their writing team whiffs. I mean, but that, that's bound to happen. Every writing team whiffs every now and then. Right. Um, New Japan has definitely shown me that, you know, when they throw some shit out there and it's like, damn, why are you guys doing this? This don't make sense. It, it this is starting to make sense. Yeah, they they are for not for nothing. New Japan is like one of the masters of storytelling. Yeah. So I think amongst they're probably the most trustworthy out of all the different promotions as far as um 
as far as like start shaky yeah that you're not really sure about like jay white becoming the leader of bullet club yeah yeah we were at odds with bullet club before this whole thing happened yeah, like we and we were shaky about Jay White and, like, and Bullet Club. They, yeah, like this guy, it was just, they was just beating this dude up. Like mm-hmm. this is supposed to be the fearless lit. Get out of here! But you know, they know how to make things work. So I, I, I trust them that this is gonna land at a good place. Yeah, and then uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on for New Japan, uh, there's potentially a rumor that. They could be aiming to do a super show in the states with AEW. A Appar- super show in the states. Yeah, apparently Tony's supposed to be making a big announcement soon, mm-hmm. and that's where the rumors are pointing to that AEW and New Japan are going to be aiming to do a super show of sorts in Chicago. Okay. Um, why they always pick Chicago for the big super shows, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm not I'm not against it. I mean, I'm I'm never against the super show that cross promotion wise. Yes. Um, and especially especially one that's AEW and New Japan, because mm-hmm. they're potentially two of the biggest shows that uh the biggest companies that can do a super show together and it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. And one of the fantasy matches that people are throwing out there, aside from, you know, the Bullet Club people crossing paths with each other in some capacity. Yes. Which we low-key predicted at one point. Absolutely. Uh, Another big match that they're talking about is Punk and Okada. Ooh. But I ain't going to... Is it Punk and Okada or is it going to be Punk and Osprey? No, they they were showing Punk and Okada. I mean, okay. I don't. It's just rumors, but they were they were showing Punk and Okada. But after what, like anything Punk right now in a super match? After watching, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could touch on it eventually. But after watching what just happened this past week with Punk, him in super matches, I'm a little iffy on now. Oh, really? Okay, well, yeah. we'll talk about it. We'll talk we'll, about we'll t- it. We'll, I mean, talk, we'll, t- we'll get there. I, I just gotta be this. I gotta be the okay. heel a little bit, man. Okay. Okay. But yeah, they're they're talking about the Super Show in Chicago, and I feel like Punk's gonna have one of the big names because it's gonna be in Chicago. Whether it's Osprey or it's Okada, hell, it could be Tanahashi. Like, yeah, the it's it's bound to happen. I, I just wanted to know what do you think about them potentially doing a Super Show? Um, I think it makes the most sense. It's great because. You know, um, with Omega being such a big New Japan guy, mm-hmm. I think that it just it creates an opportunity to have Kenny Omega back, um, which is always great because we've been missing Kenny for quite a while. And at the same time, there's definitely some good Bullet Club versus the Elite stuff that can go down. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good time, and I hope they find the perfect way to put all their key players in uh, uh, in uh, the spots they need to be. And not for nothing, if they get the right group of people, it could be a very interesting collaboration 
of uh of stories and styles right and i won't say anything else about it until it's like confirmed because then we can get into the the possible ways they could fantasy book this mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know and, and you know tony with his fantasy booking mm-hmm. he's a master man he's a master yeah but that's uh those are my two new japan points that i wanted to get to so with that being said i think now is the time that we we jump into wwe correct let's do it man all right um so i'm gonna just start real quick this past week well no this upcoming week is randy's randy orton's 20 year anniversary Mm. in wrestling with wwe his main roster debut and damn we're getting old <laughs> like uh, i got you realize it like when you hear things like our right, undertaker's 25th anniversary or triple h's anniversary this that and the other mm-hmm. but then we're like damn wait randy randy's like when we actually like start to remember everything like we actually fully remember this man's debut when he's 20 years like like we like like we remember everything about randy we was there when he was the youngest world champion we we was there before that we was there when this man was coming out with them with the blue with the blue tights yes yes blue tights randy with those blue tights in vince's office and whatnot like damn didn't have a finisher was pulling no, he had like that playmaker as his finisher or something. Yeah. Like uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. It's crazy, man. man. But since it's his 20 years, I figured we could just jot this down real quick and give a quick discussion on it. What are some of your favorite Randy moments of the last 20 years? Oh, um, of the last 20 years? Yeah. Um, so, so you, you, some of my favorites off the bat. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Randy's first tweener run getting kicked out of evolution. Yep. Um, and the was it the very next week? It was either the very next week or the week after that. It was either the week after or two weeks after he got kicked out. Triple H goes on, goes out and tells him. I'm going to give you a chance to make things right. Mm-hmm. Give me the belt right now. Yeah. He said, run that belt <laughs> and I might let you back in. And Randy is halfway through giving him the belt, stops and spits in his face. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was on. Let them know, young man. And then. Uh, I'll never will. I can never forget Orange Randy Orton, <sighs> uh, Legacy Leader. Uh, he had possibly the best heel run of his life with the worst tan he's ever had. Um, <laughs> just terrible. Yeah, oh, when, when, when he was when he was on that uh, that anger management run. Yes, and it was a dark orange too. Not like. Not like Donald Trump. Like, it was, like, really orange. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you took an orange and left it out in the sun for, like, oh. three months in, in the middle of Arizona. But he was kicking heads and kissing wives, and, and, and it was just, it was nuts. Yeah. 
Um, for me, I got to go with Legend Killer Randy. Randy, mm. Legend Killer Randy, just that whole run. Him and That's Hogan. Randy. Him and him and uh, Undertaker. Yes. God, yes. him and Foley. Yes. God, yes. And I him, still him, remember that. The thumbtack spot, bro, that was crazy. I, should, I remember him kicking him down the steps. Mm-hmm. Just beating uh, on my old man. <laughs> yeah, there, there was some crazy shit. Uh, what else would we got? The authority, Randy, was pretty good, too. When he, yeah. when he Not when he was with them, when he was feuding with them. Yes, yes. Um, and then the, the, the RKO spots, just in general. Yes, iconic. Like, like that man's had some crazy spots. Like most recently with Gable, uh, doing the backflip and catching him. Mm-hmm. What else you got? You have um, the Evan shooting, Bourne. the Evan Bourne Evan shooting Bourne star spot. press. You got that one. Uh, you got the, the mania one with Seth. The mania Where one with the curb Seth. stomp him and he oh, great. Yeah, you got the one with uh Cesaro when he tried to throw him up in the air and then as he threw him, he caught him. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, there's been some there's been some wild ones and then like the not so wild ones that actually turned out to be pretty wild like when he hit the i i believe it was oh god i forget the pay-per-view it was he for some reason i think it was either a summer slam that he did it or it was mm-hmm. a saturday night main event when he set the chair up and he rko john on the chair and it, it like tore john's rotator cuff I feel like that was a raw. I, I I gotta go back and find out specifically, but I think it was either a SummerSlam or it was a uh, Saturday Night Main Event. It was one of the two. I don't think it was a raw. Oh well, then it would have been. It would have been. It would have been. Um, it would have been a SummerSlam then. It well, no, because because they were Saturday still doing night. the sat- They were still doing the main events here and there. Like they, it oh, was okay. an. They were doing the occasional Saturday Night Main Events, like when when Sean fought Shane. They did that on a main event. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I, I think that I, it's, it might have been SummerSlam, but it was either SummerSlam or main event that it happened. But yeah, there's just been some crazy spots with Randy. I mean, even now, Randy's on a great run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still, he's still uh, performing at just as high of a level. Yeah. But yeah, though, I just wanted to talk about some of his, uh. Some some quick highlights over his 20 years before we got into the few talking points we got for WWE. He was great, man. Which the next talking point just so happens to include Randy Orton. Um, so this past week they just been announcing that they want to unify the tag titles. Now, me personally, I don't understand why they want to unify the tag titles. I, I could I could tell you why. I'm not, I'm not really a fan of the idea, but you know, hey, I'm not gonna knock it before it happens. But it's just, I'm just saying I don't agree with it. But they made it official. The unification is gonna happen, uh, and they cut their promos this week on SmackDown. Randy delivered the hell out of that promo this past Friday. Like this past promo, it was ridiculous. To me, it it almost felt like it was The Rock delivering that promo the way he did it because the Usos say their thing. They do their, their little spiel or whatever. And Randy just goes off. He's like, the little dogs want to yip, 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 yip. Big dog must have let the bitches off the leash. 
And then he just starts going on and on. And then everything else he says is just, I could imitate it, but I feel like it, I wouldn't even do it justice. If you guys haven't watched that promo, go back to SmackDown, go watch that promo because it, it just, it felt like, it felt like it was Rock delivering that promo. It wasn't even the bitches off the leash line for me. It was, it was, um, it was when he, he, I, I, you could tell what word he was trying to say, but mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, freak that I'm Randy, I'm Randy Orton. And he, he was just, like, he just kind of got his bag. Like he was, he was like, frick that brother. I'm like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> like, I know is, what is this say. But <laughs> he knew the senses was on his ass. He only but, got one. He he was only able to get one curse word out for the whole mm, show, and he and he got it with the bitches off the leash. But he he got in his bag, man. After that, he tapped into another level. Um, but it, I mean, it is what it is. Like, it it really felt like Rock was trying to deliver that damn promo to me. I'm like, yo, why does he? Why does it sound like he's trying to imitate the Rock? Right. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though the the biggest thing um, I think they're uni- I think they're unifying the titles because they're probably uh, breaking the band the brand split. Either they're breaking the brand split or they're gonna have every champion be both shows. Both shows. Either it's gonna be just the champions or they're gonna blend the roster again see like it's that's what i feel like is gonna happen it's either gonna be they're they're putting the brands back together again or they're uh or they're just gonna have the champions jump shows with the exception of the ic in the u.s so the ic will be the resident smackdown title yeah and then um the ic will be the resident smackdown title but the, the women's US. tag, the women's, and the main champs will be show floaters for whatever story they need to be on. Now, I don't see this is why I don't agree with it because you're gonna we're we're repeating a cycle again. You're gonna go back to wearing down your talent. You're gonna go back to having a fucking plethora of people on your injury list. Like th- this is why it wasn't a good idea to have people on both shows when you guys did it. Back in the 2010s, people were just getting injured left and right. Like Cesaro was out, then Jericho was out, then Ray was out. And like you had all these people getting hurt. Mm. You figure you had Edge pulling double duty at one point. That nigga, that nigga tore his Achilles. Right. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's a it's a bad, it's a bad look. It, it really is. They gotta, they gotta do something. I mean, I don't know because they trimmed so much fat, and then we even talked about it earlier this week that you were still looking for the post mania cuts. Um, yeah, and with a good cut, blending the rosters completely mm-hmm. is a better idea than having just the champs switch shows because. You'll, I'm, I would expect that all the fat you trim in the next round of cuts would be so that there is enough room in the roster for everybody to get their 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 shit in. 
Yeah, but see that that's why I figured you would have two shows anyway. Like that that I figured that was the point of having the two shows because uh, you're gonna you have your people that are exclusive to SmackDown. You have your people that are exclusive to Raw. If you do the if you do a if you do cuts where you do an even amount of cuts from Raw and SmackDown, or even if you do cuts from Raw because Raw has the bulk of the people. Like I, I gave my prediction of cuts, and if you take my predictions, more people get cut from Raw than they do from SmackDown. Then you you just go and you take a couple people from Raw. You take those couple of people that you're cutting off of Raw, boom, they're gone. Then you take the people from SmackDown that have nothing to do. You just go ahead, you move them right over to Raw. It kind of levels out. So for them to just go ahead and try to blend the shows, if you will, it really just, it makes no sense. To me, it's just doing all these cuts, blending the shows. I don't see the point of it. It's really just to blend all these, to blend the blend the shows after doing these cuts. It just makes no sense to me. Um. I well, I mean, we'll we'll wait to see. I'm sure by like SummerSlam, we'll have figured out what they're trying to do. Yeah, because um, that'll probably be a good a good time for them to. I get. Yeah, that that that'll probably be the time frame that they decide to do it. Like um, midway point. I, I would imagine they got to be going somewhere. Like they're heading somewhere with this. It's not just a um a by week or a by month. They, I'm sure they have a long term goal. Yeah. Um, whether that's to blend the champs or blend the rosters, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, we'll see what they figure out because I, I still think maybe it could be a situation where they they blend the rosters so they can have who they want where they want, but it might still be a situation of these talents are more showcased on Raw and these talents are more showcased on SmackDown, but should we? come into a situation we can move them over there so that they oh, still okay. have some time like i feel like there's i feel like if you're smart about it with the right writers you can game plan this so that there's not a loss it's more of a gain of accessibility so you just have so you would basically like you'd have people as floaters but you would have more people like you would have your people that are still exclusive to Raw, still exclusive to SmackDown, but you would have like them be floaters here and there, not consistently floating, not every exactly. week for the exactly. not not like a every week for the whole year thing. Like, all right, this week you're gonna be in Kansas on Raw. The next week it's Miami for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Then you're flying back to California for Raw. Then you got to go to Chicago for SmackDown. Right. If you, you would can, just if you can map out a good tour schedule and you can map out. Um, and you can map out, like, still keep the same writers on the same shows. We don't have to blend writers. We have enough mm-hmm. writers as it is. You still write for SmackDown. You still write for Raw. And we'll have the champions blend as they need to. Um, but okay, so it's it's Ricochet more so in such and such and such and such. We'll still be mostly seen on Raw. And these few will still mostly be seen on SmackDown. But what it does is 
it creates a situation where instead of um, being down a person or um, it, it, it creates, it, there's no more wall of what we can do. All right. So it, it's now more you can pull anybody from anywhere to do anything. More so for of, the champions and like a few key players than than every single person. Like is what this, you're is, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking of like, what if they just went into a room and was like, um, we're, we're down uh, 50% of the amount of people we had since all these budget cuts. Yeah. That was taking up the roster that made sense for the brand split. Now mm-hmm. we have enough to really fill one roster. And this show takes three hours to write. And sometimes we're just throwing shit at the wall. What if there was a way that we could just blend all the champions? And they're like, oh, that's cool. Then we yeah. have to do like, what if they went in there with the purpose of how do we do the, the shakeup that we do every year without having to do the shakeup? Yeah. And it'll just be that kind of situation. Like this person that was always that was on Raw that never has time. We could just send to SmackDown without having mm-hmm. to do a whole shakeup where they got to stay there. And then if they don't find space for them, he'll just sit there again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and most of the time it's the people that the fans are clamoring for anyway. Exactly. Okay. So I think it'll be more beneficial for the like lower middle. Uh, yeah. The lower mid card division. Yeah. That they really are this really kind of in the ether of yeah that's, that, that's like in limbo yeah exactly it'll help the guys in limbo find a spot on the show instead of all being in a 24 7 7 division scene or you know what i mean yeah find i mean a way to bring back use to guys like gulag who will get I'll, to. I'll agree with that i just think it'll be it'll be a little bit tougher on the talent body wise and it'll also be tougher for everybody, not everybody backstage, but like for the booking team, it'll probably be a little bit tougher because you got to remember this guy's coming in, this guy's going out. For I the, do believe that. I do for the for that. the agents that got to tell these people where they're going, this, that, and the third. Like it, it'll just it'll be a trial and error process, in my opinion. Yeah, the problem will be will definitely be coping with. Um, I think the biggest thing is the last minute changes. From yeah. Vince. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at any moment, Vince can decide, even though you were just going to head to Buffalo that week for SmackDown, we need you on Raw. So now you got to come all the way over here and then get back to Buffalo for SmackDown. Yeah, you got to get back you know to Buffalo. I mean? You got to get back to Buffalo for your show. But last minute, we need you in Topeka, Kansas. Like, wait, yeah. bro, this, you, you tell me four hours? Show and be like, Vince changed his mind again. Just stick around, I guess. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Just go sit and catering this week. Yeah. Um. But after that, I wanted to talk. Uh, we got Bianca's first challenger, and out of left field, in my opinion, Sonia Deville. Uh, you know what's funny? I kind of called this. Like I, I was, I was, I called it as I was watching it live. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I bet you it was Sonia, because I was thinking to myself, why would they have a big contract signing for Bianca's person? If I if they already call if you already know who they calling up and they're just appearing on the show, mm-hmm. unless it's fucking Sonya. Like, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, 
which I'm which I'm not. I don't even know if I'm mad at that. I mean, I'm not because you know, for for all the people that are out there that are like, oh, it could have been this person, it could have been that person. What do we say all the time? We're tired of seeing the same shit. We want to see something different. Mm. This is something different. We haven't seen Sonya challenge for a title in how long? It's been a minute. Has it been ever? If it, ha- if it has been ever, do you remember it? Is that what it is? Is that why she was attacking Naomi? Was it I a mean, regular thing? Yeah, like it. It, it should have been her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and some of the best storylines start with, you know, the top face and an authority figure. Mm. Don't fix what's not broken. That That's a tried and tested and successful storyline every time. It is a classic. It is a classic wrestling storyline. So I mean, I'm giving. I'm willing to give it a shot. Like, would I have picked other people for it? Probably. But the people I might have picked is probably a match we've seen before. This we haven't. This is. This is something fresh that we haven't seen. You couldn't have picked somebody new, because I. That's that's also why I thought it was Sonya because I was thinking about who I wanted it to be, and realized. She probably beat everyone I wanted it to be. You know mm-hmm. what would be interesting, Sonya, and then and then, and then I, it ended up being Sonya. Yeah, so like it, it's not. For exactly, once I, I really do agree with this decision. Yeah, like it's not exactly a crazy idea. It's actually a pretty decent idea. Yeah, I like it. You get uh, no uh, no argument from me. Yeah, me neither. I'm here for it. I'll give it a shot. And then the last thing I want to talk about for WWE is. We are getting one of my favorite matches returning at a pay-per-view that I really don't have that much interest in. Is it the Punjabi prison match? Oh, God, no. <laughs> don't don't you like those. You were there live at one of those. You, yeah, and you know don't what? Tell me. And you know you what? So were that. you. So I thought you might have been doing that. I don't know if I was there. I thought you were there. I we don't got we got it on candid camera. You were there. I, I don't. I don't think you have any video footage to prove. Oh no, that. we we have video evidence, sir. But I, I'm pretty sure you cheered at the end. You were very shocked and oh god, satisfied with the ending, as I recall. You you speaking of endings, you want to end this episode right now? <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare go there with me. We will get the tables. We will make this dangerous in a quick, fast, and in a hurry. No, <laughs> nah, but. Yeah, we're getting we're getting the I quit match back. Yeah. Between yeah. Charlotte and Rhonda. And you know what how on the fence I am about these two. But I ain't gonna lie, bro. I think this match is gonna slap. Yeah. 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 I, I I we haven't experienced many uh I quit matches in history. Um, but they all they all do very well. And I, I'm I'm very I'm very sure that these two submission specialists are gonna be is it's, it's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder if it's gonna be disqualifications. Why would there be disqualifications in an equipment match? Right, right, right. I don't think there's ever disqualifications. I'm still I don't know, man. I'm still like I'm still dream scenarioing. Oh no, it's not equipment matches, submission matches. But any anyway. Um, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of submission matches. Um, I could, I'm still like fantasy booking Shane, uh, Shana and Rhonda teaming together 
and like starting a faction with the two of them and Natty, even though Natty's down in NXT now. Yeah. Um, Cause I could see them like triple threat submissioning Charlotte so that she can tap out and Ronda can get the belt. Um, I feel like that would be a moment. That would be a moment. Even if it was, even if people would hate it, like it, it, it's a moment. It's a moment. I'm trying to think. How to- and it's a total swerve from Charlotte being the pure bad guy to Rhonda being the one that takes advantage of, of the no DQ God, to I'm secure to, the bag. I'm trying to think. How do you do a triple submission? On Charlotte? Um, like, well, do, Rhonda do you, would have to do the do, arm bar. Yeah, so you uh, let me guess. You so you get Natty out there. For the sharpshooter. Do the sharpshooter. Um, ooh, do the ooh. sharpshooter. Shayna do the crossface. And then Shayna do... Shayna do the cross face and Rondo doing uh, do like an arm bar that looks kind of like Becky's disarmor, but a little more. And then, you, and then you just got Charlotte's head out there, just like, ah, just, ah, ah. yes, just <laughs> and so she finally has to tap out. Oh, thank God, because this all her limbs are tied up. And then Rhonda walks away with the belt, and the whole crowd is like, What the fuck just happened? Thank God this ain't going on YouTube because nobody cheering, can see this. <laughs> I've been cheering her on for these many months for her to come out and be the bad guy in the end. Like, what the fuck? And then I'll be the one to say, don't worry, crowd. I was never cheering Ronda on. <laughs> and then the next night, you know how bomb that promo would be? You thought I forgot the booze? Oh, shit. Like, all oh, that man, heat. All that heat. Right back. Right back. You think I forgot how ungrateful you mother... Ooh, the booze would rain down from the sky. And I, and I would love to be the one to sit there and be like, I told y'all so. Now and you know what I would with... be doing? I would be sitting in the writing room like, that's my shit. Y'all I wrote deal that. With heel you hear that Ronda. response? I wrote that. Yep, <laughs> y'all got to deal with heel Rhonda and the vanilla promos of her being a heel. Hey, listen, she'll have, she'll have <laughs> Shana there. She'll have Shayna there, okay? Shayna cuts a decent promo. <laughs> you can teach her how to Brock Lesnar her shit, okay? It's Natty, it's Natty and Ronda that they oh. got to keep off the mic. They got to make Shayna the Okay, dog. okay, okay. I thought you were going to say... Shayna got to come out Eddie Kingston style every week and keep that shit short and sweet. I thought you were just going to say she got Natty there too, and I was going to be like, yeah, no, wait, Natty what? Sucks. Natty sucks yeah. on the mic. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no offense to Natalia, you were no, great in the no, ring. Love just... you. You know, you know, the the boat thing is not really hitting with me, but you, you're you're very influential. <laughs> I just can't take the boat seriously. I, I was just gonna say something, but you know what? We are not gonna go a month of you know us not getting monetized and being. <laughs> we are not gonna go a month. Well, luckily, this one's not going on YouTube. We are not gonna go a month straight of being TVMA. That's very true. All right. What? But that's everything I had for WWE, so we're going to jump over to AEW. Go ahead, Stevie Jobber. You start steering the boat, sir. Uh, So I watched Dynamite Live. I had to recap on Rampage. Um, but in real time, I was watching, I was watching Dynamite. Um, they had a really good week. Again and again and again, AEW is the best wrestling show of the week. 
that you can watch in the states. That you can watch in the states. Even though sooner or later I'll I'll, I'll buy. Uh, well, I have fight the app, but I, I need to get mm. that new Japan, that new Japan network. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm working. I'm in the process of that. I can do my homework and start watching that every week. But um, in the states, the best show on TV every week is without a doubt AEW, the best wrestling show. Sports entertainment is great, but if you're looking for just it, an well, unskippable on. wrestling show. Hold on. AEW has sports entertainers now. It, it does. I mean, <laughs> I had, a, I had to throw the, the cheap majority. joke. I had to throw the cheap joke in there. Sorry. Yeah, Carry on. It's, it's all right. Um, but yeah, just as far as a pure like wrestling show, um, I can never start an AEW show. Um, and I do this a lot with wrestling when you've watched it as many years as we have. Sometimes when you're checking in and just watch one match, that match will go off. Maybe it'll start to run into the next match and you're like, yeah, don't got time for this. Cut it off. And you'll find what you were actually going to watch that day. I cannot do that with AEW um, either because there will be another match I'm interested in or the next match will start. And without even really knowing who's on the card or really looking out for this match even if i was only here for this one thing when the next match starts i either see the names and i'm like all right i'll watch five minutes and end up mm-hmm. watching the whole show exactly or i i or i'll i'll see the first couple minutes of the match and even if i wasn't originally interested in it i'm like man these guys are good mm-hmm. and i end up watching the whole rest of the show like I just can't turn it off. Like the I love the wrestling so much. It's they, I, they do great work, man. What else can you say? They just do great work. Seriously, they're just like Tony Khan's idea to get to only have the best wrestlers on the world on his show is mm-hmm. uh, working out quite fiercely because his product model simply is these is my bunch of motherfucking wrestlers. They wrestle really good. Here's the show. Like it's just every exactly. week you're gonna see really good wrestlers go out there and wrestle really good. It's a perfect model. You know your fan base, <laughs> you know the guys you're looking for. And on any given night, you can come up with a classic match that hasn't been done before because these are just talented motherfuckers. It's and you have every toy in the toy box. So let's get to another random throw together. I believe this was a contender, a uh, 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 title match contender um, bout between CM Punk and uh, Penta El Zero Miedo or Penta. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is what is he in this one? Uh, it's like an Undertaker version of Pentagon. Yeah, Penta. Uh, Penta Mudo or something. I don't. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I, I, but I but it's it. Penta. It's Penta. It's Pentagon Junior. Yeah. Um, I'm sick of yeah. I'm sick of I'm sick of AAA taking all the names from it's LA Park is La Parca. Like, can we stop with the name legalizations here? Mm-hmm. Please. It's Pentagon Jr. And he went out there with CM Punk and had a freaking classic. I do love the way CM Punk played off that see, this is where we're gonna debate. But I do, I do um I do love the way that Punk kind of like 
shrugged off how cool Penta's entrance was. Because the whole crowd was popping for it. They thought it was some of the best stuff we've ever seen. Um, and I love Pentagon Jr. Um, from the stroll. And it, like, he's far surpassed what, what, his, what his, uh, 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 his father did. Um, his Pentagon is, is just fresh. It's just it's dope as hell. Uh, but they went out there and they went, I mean, okay, okay, I won't say a classic. But they had a really good match, in my opinion. Okay. Um, for what I know them to do, I know the level they can take it at. But for a regular Wednesday night show, this was a really good match for me. Aside from aside from the uh, the the thing that shall not be named. The thing that shall not be named. I mean, we can talk about it unless it's like. Oh, I, I just mean the fall. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I know. No, it's not. tell tell them about the fall. All right. So I don't know what he was aiming for. I don't know if he was trying to do a hurricane rana off the top. I don't know if he was trying to do the Spanish fly. I don't know what he was aiming for. But he he missed. He missed like a. He basically went for the jump, mm-hmm. and his feet never left the rope. Well, his feet left the rope. They just never made it up. I don't know if he slipped. And we're, and we're talking about Punk or Penta? Punk. Did right. You, okay. That's what I thought you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if his. Yeah. I don't know if he was going for. About. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to go for the Spanish fly off the top turnbuckle or if he was trying to do the Hurricane Ron off the top turnbuckle. But his feet, like, never got any elevation. His feet kind of just, like, were here in one spot. And then his body went up and his feet just slid to the right and he fell. Listen, man, some days you get the yips. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just and funny as hell. I'm, I'm sure not... he was going for like a, a, a Frankensteiner or a hurricane or something. And it just, it just, it just, it didn't work. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know what it was. That, that's why when you said it was a classic, I was like, "Hold on, wait." That you you well, can have a classic well, match well, with a Brock botch Lesner, like that. Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle was a classic, even though Lesnar totally missed that shooting that uh, shooting star. Yeah, but that out. wasn't a that wasn't a he missed, but he landed the moonsault. Like he got the moonsault off. He just so happened to miss. That's true. This yeah, it was Punk like, didn't this Punk didn't even get the move yeah. off. He was just like. All right, I'm here. You're not even really sure what happened. We gonna go, <laughs> I got to jump up and do this. And he just went. Whoop. Do you remember what commentary's uh, recoup on that was? Did they try to save that at all? I don't remember. I can't remember. I, I died laughing. I didn't even hear what the commentary team said. I was just cracking up. Like, it, And it's bad because, you know, he could have definitely got hurt. Yes. But it was it was just the way that it transpired. You couldn't help but to laugh. It was like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously he wasn't hurt too bad because they continued on. They did their thing, but yeah, yeah, was, which is always good. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you after a bad botch. I'm pretty sure Punk knows that's gonna be made into like a meme or a gif or a joke or something, and he's gonna brush it off. He's gonna laugh along with it. Yeah, he's not new to the game. Yeah, you know, shit happens in the business. You know, it comes and it goes, but you know, it was just a funny thing to see. Sometimes y'all go up for that missile drop kick, and he sells, even though you were three inches away from his face mm-hmm. and they just got to play that off. You just got to, you just got to, Hey, listen, it happens. It happens. 
like they say, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> right, right. Shout out to them. Um, so that happened. They had a very good match. Um, aside from that spot. Uh in lesser news. Well, I mean, I guess that was the lesser news. Um Marina Shafir had a match this week and mm-hmm. it was a total squash. I believe it was 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 it Sky Blue or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't uh, I, th- I think I do it, feel like Sky Blue lost her qualification match. I think I'm it was sure. I, I think it was Sky Blue. I'm not hundred percent because I don't remember yeah. that match, but I think it was, it was Sky Blue. She went out and did really well in what was really a squash match. Um and I believe this is in qualification for something, but yeah, it, it, was, it was it was a uh, it was sky blue. It was it was for the was it for the Owen Hart? Uh, I think it was just her TV. I think it was just, okay, her, it was debut. just her TV debut because her championship TBS championship match against Jade is coming up. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? There's no big news. I just want to get your thoughts before it happens. I like it. I, I'm not going to, I really do like it. I mean, I know some people are thinking like if Marina Shafir didn't really do anything in NXT, mm. she wasn't really that big and big of a name or that big of an impact outside of Shayna. But, you know, Marina Shafir has talent and a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people ha- don't know how, how good she actually is and how great she can be. Mm-hmm. Marina's a good talent and her and Jade is definitely an, odd mix of uh styles but it's not it's also not an odd mix because marina's kind of smaller jade's a little bit bigger you know height wise and you know built build wise yeah she's a a physical specimen like we've said on the show before but that also those also make for the most entertaining matches it's stylistically it's not a good it's not an ideal matchup for jade but Build wise, it's a good matchup, and Marina can deliver a quality match with most people. So, I'm not upset with it. I'm I'm actually kind of glad she's actually getting her moment in the sun a little bit. Facts. So I'm I'm here for it. I'm 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 very here for it. I'm glad Marina kept going. I don't know Mm -hmm. what Jessamyn Duke's up to. From what I know, she's on Twitch. But I'm glad yeah. Marina stuck with learning. I'm so glad she did because she has reached a spot now that I feel like if Shayna, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this for guys that can understand um, a level of hype and anticipation. I feel Marina has reached a level where She's reached a different level of a different level of talent as a as opposed to where she was in NXT and whatnot. At least that at least that's what I can gather that she's definitely reached a she's definitely reached a newer level than than she had beforehand. Yeah, I was gonna say like looking at it in certain terms, Marina's reached a level on in the Indies now where. If Shayna was to get out of her contract right now, mm-hmm. the reaction Shayna would get is kind of where Marina's at right now. Okay. That level of anticipation just for 
what could happen. I'll agree. Yeah, I can I, I can agree to that. And it, it makes me it makes me sad in a way because now it makes me feel like Shayna should leave as soon as her contract's up, even though she probably won't because Ron is there now. Uh, but you never know. You never know. You never. I know. hope she does. She's a two-time NXT Women's Champion and a Tag Team Champion, and because I don't think they'll ever put the strap on her, that's as much as she's going to accomplish there. So I would get out of my contract as soon as it's up, because I can accomplish more elsewhere for a fact. Because you're agreed, not put the big title on me. So I know for a fact I can only this is the ceiling. God, I don't think her J would be a banger. Unless, unless I keep winning women's tag titles, which I think I've already won twice. There's no real she. I mean, she might. It might I think be so. once, but I, I feel think, like I feel like they lost it and won it back once. I believe so. So you know, two time NXT Women's Champion, two time uh, Women's Tag Champion. I'm. They're never gonna give me the big belt. Becky went right up to Vince and said I should get it on WrestleMania, and they said no. So clearly, I'm never gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I leave from here. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. And I can go right to I can go right over to my to my bitch Marine Shafir, and we can get mm-hmm. it on popping. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I would do. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy Marina stuck with it because now she's at an in ring level that is as good as her um, her horsewomen accomplices. So now that her talent matches the hype behind her. I think her and Jade are going to deliver a great match. I actually think Jade is probably going to get her ass whipped most of the match. Because yeah. it, uh, like little, little might know this, but Marina on the Indies is way more famous for uh, a savage kind of war style. Like mm-hmm. very strong style very technical but like nasty technical like Dean Malenko technical yeah um with with um with like a Kyle O'Reilly striking like it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy mm-hmm. thing to watch so I think Jade will actually get beat up a lot during the match which will put Marina in a good spot um with Jade coming out the winner possibly via strength I'm gonna guess Possibly. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it because it won't be happening this Saturday, but it is just interesting now that she's made her debut about the potential that she has. Yeah. Um, and speaking of potential, Wardlow returned this week. Mm-hmm. Not not in a match, but to cost MJF the match against the guy that apparently he's lost to twice. Um, I don't know if the first time is because of Brian Cage. It, I mean, it might have, I mean, not Brian Cage, uh, Wardlow. Um, but MJF lost to this guy whose name I really can't even remember. Um, he's not like a, a guy that I see on there often. It was it was supposed to be a squash match. Like he wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Not supposed to lose this guy. But he's in there with him and they see Wardlow in the back attacking security they see Wardlow gun it down to the ring. MJF leaves and the 10 count starts. Security then pours down to hold uh, yeah, Wardlow yeah. back. And mm-hmm. because MJF would have to go through security and Wardlow to get back in the ring, he takes the count out. 
and yeah. loss. And I remember just a few weeks ago, we were talking about what's going to happen now that MJF cut that promo about making Wardlow stay home and paying him to do to not be on TV Mm -hmm. and where that was going to go and what that might mean. And I wasn't really sure what they were going to do about it. So seeing that this week and him uh, attacking a whole bunch of security and grabbing the camera and being like, I'm going to ruin your life every week until you let me out of my contract. Yeah. He's like, oh, this is the perfect way to go about it. Um, having it to where Wardlow is just terrorizing MJF instead of doing the stay home thing is a lot more. <laughs> I'm glad they realized that was a lot more efficient. Yeah. What staying home might have done. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm happy that they're they found out what they're gonna do with this. Yeah, so am I. Um, and I think the biggest news from the week would have to be Samoa Joe versus uh, Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Did you get to see the match? I got to see I got to see bits and pieces of the match, but the bits and pieces that I got to see were. I thought I'm I'm gonna rewatch the whole match. I only saw the bits and pieces, but what I saw it was a it, it was a good match. Like I saw their chop off, mm-hmm. I I saw the uh, the other spots they did. It was a fairly good match. Yeah, I don't believe it was amazingly technical, mm-hmm. um, but they definitely had a great match in terms of two guys that are insanely feared just going out there and being mm-hmm. that are very hard hitting. Yes just being badasses for the given amount of time mm-hmm. um, until Joe ended up putting it away. And kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising because it's Joe. It's just surprising that he got a belt so quick. It's surprising also because I think Suzuki just got the TV title as well. Yeah. He just recently got it. So Essentially, the odds are against Joe winning the belt so soon mm-hmm. because Suzuki just won it. You know, you would think that was the guy, but to then just have a, a, a banger with Samoa Joe. Um, and I'm sorry, Suzuki's not pressed about it. No, <laughs> Suzuki's been in this game long enough. Yeah. Um, but for Joe to accomplished but they said it was the only ROH title he had in one mm-hmm. so for him to win it on just random dynamite um should have been the significant part of the night and had they not done the thing with um I forget what main event they ended on was that the main event? Samoa Joe versus Suzuki. I feel like it wasn't. I feel like it was. It was. It was. It's on the tip of my tongue. It was the Jericho Appreciation Society versus yeah, yeah. and the powerful Eddie Kingston. But um, this maybe should have been the main event or would have been the main event had it just been the match itself 
I feel and, like. And not and not what happened after. And not the thing that happened after. Because I think this is the way that they pushed it being such a significant moment in Joe's ROH career. They kind of blindsided it with this thing that was just maybe, there. Yeah, not maybe not as big as they thought it was. So recently, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, go. No, I was gonna say, go ahead. Why don't go tell them tell them what happened? Then yeah, I'll so recently, Lethal has been in a snag, losing his big matches. He can't seem to win the big one, and he he needs a style change. So over the course of uh, Ring of Honor Supercard, Jay Lethal turns heel, gets back with longtime buddy and friend, the guru Sanjay Dutt, mm-hmm. which love it. Um, turn on Jonathan Grisham to become their own too. Love it. Grisham needed to be on his own anyway. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, they decided their third man would be what is his name? Uh, uh, how do you? Satnam. I know Singh. the last one is is Singh. Oh, Satnam. Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. And if if you're if you're thinking to yourself. That's that name sounds familiar. Um, it doesn't to me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You it, it, has stats it, on it, but I have no idea. Who yes, this guy it, is. if you're thinking it sounds familiar, because you know the last name Singh is not a Singh brother. <laughs> it it just so happens that he has no affiliation with anyone with the last name Singh. <laughs> no, no, not Runjan. <laughs> Not Samir, not Sunil, not any of the things that we know. No. Um, so I have some stats on this guy, and you can make your judgment on whether Satnam Singh will be a force to be reckoned with. All right. So here are his stats. Inside of wrestling and outside of wrestling. All right. He's 26 years old. These are his stats inside of wrestling and outside. I'm going to start with inside of wrestling first. In 2017, he had a workout with the WWE Performance Center. Yes. And then. And outside of wrestling. Oh. <laughs> so that was it. Oh. That, that was it. That was all. That's all of wow. his credit to wrestling. He had one workout with the Performance Center in 2017. All right. Now he's these are his stats outside of wrestling. These are surely the the home runs here. This is it. All right. So he was the 52nd pick in the 2015 NBA draft. Drafted in the NBA. Never, never, never played a game. Oh. In the in the NBA. They never gave him a chance. He was traded for two second round picks. Dang, not even first round. <laughs> not even first round. The underdog. Um, <laughs> he played in the G League in 2016. Proven his worth. Then he went to the Canadian Basketball League. 
Dad. That's all right. Long road, big comeback. Long road for big comeback. He, he played two years in the Canadian Basketball League. Boom. Earning it. And then retired from basketball. Oh, damn. <laughs> ah, not, not really. Th- those are his stats. Mm. Oh, and, and might I add, the only good thing that I will give him out of the NBA stats uh, and his outside of wrestling stats, mm. he is only the second person since 2005 to be drafted in the NBA, even though he never played a game in the NBA. He's only the second person since 2005 to be drafted without any college experience, high school experience. Meaning he played in India. And that was it. So he didn't go to, he didn't play in college. He didn't play in high school. His saving grace of why I think he got drafted. And why people gave him a shot? Mm-hmm. He's seven foot four. <laughs> that does help. That that certainly helps. And that's it. <laughs> He's not the biggest seven footer you've ever seen, weight wise. Apparently, not a great basketball player. Yeah. Apparently, not a great wrestler. Was really hoping that was the one. <laughs> what the, the the wrestling stats? <laughs> yep. No, he, he had a workout in 07, not 07, in 2017. That That's his extent of wrestling. Damn. He is, you know how we said almost is a walking one? Yes. I think we found somebody better than almost, or I, I think uh, we found somebody worse than almost. Yeah, the, the guy sounds terrible, and he didn't look great either. No. And they did a lights on, lights off, which by far to me was the biggest issue. Thank you. Don't cut the lights off and back on Thank for somebody you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that is the biggest uh, letdown moment you could have came up with. Thank you. Just have the random big dude attack him. I know everybody does it, but guess what? If you don't know the big guy, that's the only way to do it. Like <laughs> there's no other just, no just other have good this way unless you do like beer is coming. Like just do the big behemoth walking to the ring, the big giant no one's ever seen before. And it's like, oh God, who is this dude? Yeah, Kane's been doing it for years. It's yeah, uh, it works with every big guy that nobody really knows. It worked with Kane when he debuted, it worked with Paul White when Paul White came into the WWF. Yep, it works. It worked with Kali. Kali was over for a short period of time, but it worked and with Kali. And he had a stroke, so he wasn't moving quite as well. But Yeah. So it, wor- it worked with Kali. The only person I think it didn't really work with, I'm trying to think. Uh, Shit, considerably, for a, lim- a limited amount of time, it even worked with Albert. Until he took off that mask and we realized Tensai was fucking Albert. Fuck you, because that's who I was thinking of, and it couldn't come to me. Yeah, it <laughs> definitely worked. It was Tensai. It was, it was, I was Tensai. terrified until Tensai took that John off. It was Tensai. That's and, who it and was. And the Albert chance rained in from the ceiling. Yeah. And immediately realized this was not going to work. Yeah. I'm really sorry, Albert. We gave you a lot of shit, man. 
I'm sorry, Matt. But we still, <laughs> we, we still love you, Albert. Absolutely, man. I'm so sorry, Albert. Best, best trainer to performance centers ever had. Facts. Um, but moving, moving off, we got very sidetracked there for a second. But yeah, um, it, yeah. But the that's that's the guy. That's Singh. That's the guy that they're trying to build right now. No, me personally, no shot, no chance. This shit's gonna work. <laughs> not not a not not a not not a not a not a <laughs> he said not a not a he could he couldn't get <laughs> not he a, couldn't not a, he couldn't nothing. exaggerate it enough. <laughs> he couldn't get that point across enough he's like not a not a not a not a not a damn thing not a nothing um so we'll we'll end up seeing how that goes there was immediate blowback from it and uh you could understand why because again don't cut the lights on and off for somebody i don't know that's big as hell that is from no background except for failing at everything he's tried. Um, Ouch. At least he wanted to be a wrestler. Just dig the knife in a little bit farther. Ouch. <laughs> but let's end this off, man, on uh, what's happening Saturday. Or actually, as we're recording this. Um, so it is Battle for the Belts tonight. Mm-hmm. As we're and recording. Be, uh, as we're recording. I mean, it's not on right now, but it, it is the day that we're recording. And there's so, three matches coming up. Yep. So we're ba- we're basically giving our thoughts on the matches before they happen. And then yes. they're, they're going to listen and see if we were correct or incorrect. Yes, yes. So uh, oh, we got a lot riding I'll, on this I'll one. Leave a, I'll leave a thing on Spotify. Um, No, no, because they'll know. They'll know. Who yeah, they'll know. So, so basically, um, they're just gonna see if we're good at, at if we're good at this or not. We we just got yeah, a lot riding yeah, on this yeah. one. So we're gonna we're gonna attempt to predict who's winning these three title matches, and um, I don't have a bet to give you, but <laughs> but I feel like this is the kind of thing we should we should put something up for. Um, like I'll, like I'll send you money for a Pepsi. I I was gonna say let's do. Oh, you know what? I think I got an idea. Since since on our YouTube channel, what we do is we talk about wrestling and we indulge in the wrestling figures here and there. Winner gets the loser some type of wrestling figure. Okay. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. Figure 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's that's probably going to be what the bet was anyway. All right. I did that. Between right, ten so and t- between ten and twenty. Between ten and twenty. Um, so, first match, TNT Championship, Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. Does Scorpio Sky keep the TNT Championship, or does the gross popular couple in school get the belt back? Do they reclaim the cool table? Um, is it the jocks or the pretty boys? What's... Hmm. You know what? I love. I love. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna poke fun at me when I say this. I love what Sammy and Ty are doing. I I kind of like the angle. Hey, hey, hear me out. Hear me out here. I I kind of <laughs> I, I kind of like what they're doing because you know. It's everybody's saying that it's weird that it's 
cringy. Edge and Lita did the same shit. Uh, get your minds out the gutter. We all adults here. We've seen this before. It's happened before. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to go with Scorpio Sky. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with Scorpio Sky. I, I, I want Scorpio. I want Scorpio Sky to at least get a good run. So I want, I'm giving it to Scorpio. You know what? These other ones seem so conclusive. I'll, I'll be the wild card. I'm going to go Sammy Guevara because this will probably end up being the tiebreaker. Okay. I'll go Sammy Guevara. Um, after that, the Ring of Honor World Championship will be up for grabs. It will be the Octopus Jonathan Grisham versus Dalton Castle, ROH original. Dalton hmm. Castle. You know how I get mixed up with Dalton Castle a lot? Joe Hendry. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Not because they are anything alike. Just because, uh, f- just because when I think of Dalton Castle, Dalton Castle seems like the guy that would have people just chant his name as like a thing. But they, it's not his name, it's Dalton <laughs> Castle. So I look at Dalton Castle and I feel like he's the kind of guy that should be like Joe Hendry. <laughs> so I get them confused all the time. Because <laughs> I feel like if you're a guy that's cocky enough to have one of your things be the crowd chanting your full name, you should look like Dalton Castle. <laughs> so Character-wise, I feel like they're the same person. But yes, the ROH World Championship Jonathan Grisham versus Dalton Castle. Who do you have? I, I know who mines is right off the bat. I'm pretty sure you, you know who mines is. So I, I want you to go first. Yeah, I think we're both kind of on Jonathan Grisham here. I just I don't see it. Like I love Dalton Castle. It's gonna be a great match, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it. You know what? I, I was wrong. You really think they're gonna put it on Dalton Castle? I love Dalton Castle too much not to pick Dalton Castle. So I love Dalton you too much to not pick crazy. Dalton. Crazy. Look, look. Is Dalton Castle gonna win? Probably not. <laughs> Do I want Dalton Castle to win? As much as it probably pains everybody <laughs> to hear this, I cannot go against Dalton Castle. I don't know what it is about that damn character that i just find so hilariously entertaining give my man his just due grisham had a hell of a run the planet peacock man that's who i'm going for the planet peacock. <laughs> i gotta go with dalton i'm sorry man all right man with i that being thought said, you were i thought you no, were going no. for dalton no i love dalton but <laughs> i gotta go with dalton dog i'm sorry i love dalton but i just i can't see it um, so that that leads us to end with the AEW Women's Championship match, Thunder Rosa versus the Beast Nyla Rose. I love both of these ladies. Who do you have winning, walking out of Saturday, still or new AEW Women's Champion? Thunder Rosa. 
we just went all different routes here, didn't we? <laughs> I'm gonna take the leap, man. <laughs> I, I, same premise. I don't think she's gonna win, but uh, I try to root for her whenever I can because I feel like she's been kind of lowballed during the revolution of AEW's women's division. Well, she's has she so been the I, women's I, champ already? I, she has. She has. She won it from uh, Riho. Um, and held it, and I think until Britt Baker won it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think Britt Baker beat her for it. Either either Britt Baker beat her for it, or Riho won it back, or Okarashita won it back. Or however it happened, I think she won it and lost it to 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 okay. one of the Japanese ladies, and then Britt Baker won it. Um, so, but but is during the remodel of the AEW women's division, Nyla Rose kind of took a back seat. So it, I think it would reestablish how much of a force she is. To yeah. Just win it on a random Saturday that nobody thought she was gonna win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, oh shit, okay. And then you're like, damn, I don't know why they put it back on her. And then you give her a match the next night. And she demolishes that person. And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Nyla Rose is a beast. Boom. Got you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So, well, at least now we kind of thought we were going to be on the same page and have a tiebreaker. Yeah, this can't go anywhere now. Yeah, we we wound up just having (laughs) all different picks. Like, shit. If If somebody that... Uh, from out of left field wins one of these belts we're screwed <laughs> yeah we're true screwed. we're basically screwed all yeah. that all that needs to happen is for one thing to not go the right way and we're, we're done we're out of here see that and that just goes to tell you people expect the unexpected all the time because we were expecting to have the same you know the same picks for this yeah yeah sure enough we had all different picks <laughs> and I, I honestly did not know where the hell he was going with this. I didn't even know he, this was going to be a topic. So damn, it's, it's nice to, nice to know. Yeah, yeah n- nice <laughs> to know we think differently for certain things, and we just don't think the same on everything. Yeah. So, so tonight's going to be very interesting. We're going to have a, a a fun thing about this in the group chat. Not going to lie, I will most likely be sending you a wrestling figure. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. If all I just I keep need, if I just I keep saying that, to, maybe I'll win. <laughs> all, all I need is for two things to not go right. And all I need is for two things I think to not t- go I right. I think the TNT match is really the toss-up. Like that it really might be the tiebreaker. Yeah. But it'll be more, a tiebreaker for different reasons. Yeah, more than likely. So we'll we'll see how it goes, man. Um, but I think that about wraps it up for us, and we can we can probably get to the shout-outs unless you have anything else to. No, that's pretty much everything. Uh, we can get into these shout-outs. Uh, who do you want to take them off first, me or you? Um, I have a I have a pretty easy four. Okay. Um, and then I'll let you get to yours. First and foremost, guys, Dog House Gaming. I need to put it on a T-shirt where it is a headband or, like, maybe an arm thing like Cena used to wear. Because uh, I say it every single pod, Dog House Gaming for all your retro gaming needs, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook. They are the place to go 
for all your retro gaming needs, all the way up to the PS4 and possibly some PS5s. Um, Ro-ro. Yeah, man, just just everything, everything, everything. I can't name all the systems, but it goes back pretty far. If you've mm-hmm. played it, he's got it. And he's also selling Simpsons figures, um, which I should do a vlog on when I get enough money to go in there and buy all of them because a little known secret, I am the biggest Simpsons fan. Uh, I have all the throwback iconic three Simpsons games, like Hit and Run, the actual game, and like Road Rage. I got all three of them. I'm glad this isn't going on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So follow, so follow Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. I want to give a shout out to um, the Bob Culture Podcast. Um, been seeing them on Twitter. I want to give a shout out to the High Wrestling Podcast. My guys mixing two of my very favorite things, um, wrestling and um, a nice high to those who know what that means. (laughs) Oh, they're high flyers. (laughs) There you go. Um, It's a high flying wrestling appreciation. Off the top top. ropes. Yes. Okay. Five stars. and last but not least, their Twitter handle is like NWO123456, but their name is the WCW Project. Um, shout out to them. <laughs> what is it? Are, are you okay, sir? Oh, shit. We're never putting this on YouTube, so no one's going to get this joke, but I just, I saw it and I immediately thought... Dear Darla. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Last shout out. The, last shout out, the WCW Project. Thank you, guys. I've been downloading calls and building universes on the new game nonstop. I've had a whole list. Um, and the, the WCW Project is the creator, Kel's Creations, who I've been following on the PlayStation since they made community creations. Um, so shout out to them. And that'll be my four. <laughs> and I'm going to pass it off to you, dude. Okay, well, let me fix my glasses real quick. <laughs> yeah, your glasses. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> got to get serious here. All right, so my shout outs this week, as always, man, I got to do the wrestling fanatics, you know, D the Toy Hunter. Best Frequency, AJ the Collecting Legend, Fritzy, Reckless. You guys can go check them out on IG and YouTube. They always dropping awesome videos, posting dope stuff. If you haven't checked them out yet, you guys need to jump on that. Like yesterday, y'all need to jump on that. Uh, Bobby Rassels and his lovely co-host, Mi Amor, the All About Wrestling Podcast. They have some killer killer content coming up soon so you need to go check them out where you can listen to podcasts spotify anchor all that good stuff go check them out on ig as well uh we got arcade pop you got him on youtube and ig he's always doing wrestling content whether it's wrestling video games wrestling trading cards 
even dabbling in some Pokemon here and there. Go check him out if you're into that kind of stuff. And then we have official DJ Blade over on Twitch, friend of the podcast, always showing us mad love. If you haven't checked him out, you need to go over to Twitch. Go type in official DJ Blade. Go check him out. Check him out every Tuesday and Thursday. Always great vibes when we're in there. Those are my shout outs for this week. All right, man. That about does it, guys. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Go follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, Check out some of our latest videos and uh, our WrestleMania recap. If you haven't seen it with D, the toy hunter who just reached uh, over a thousand followers. Shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, Subscribers. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Thousand subscribers. Uh, Go check out that episode if you guys haven't checked it out. Check out our previous ones too, man. Our interview with Alex Kane, uh, our older videos as well. We had we actually just won a prize from uh, Beard of Pop, somebody that we're at Patreon from, another wrestling fan. So I'll throw him a quick shout out as well, Beard of Pop. Uh, so we'll be dropping a video on that as well sometime within the next week or so. Okay. So make sure you guys stay tuned to the channel because we got a lot of dope stuff planned. We got a lot of dope videos. I'm not gonna give matter of fact, we're gonna we gonna save what we got for the two-year one. We get closer to that. But okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it for this week, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you have a great wrestling week. And make sure you stay up, stay blessed, and as always, stay dangerous.